when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, as the Spirit gave them ability. Come, Holy Spirit, fall on us afresh today. Welcome to worship from Jessup First United Methodist Church. I'm Rebecca Duke Barton, and you've just heard from my husband and co-pastor, Garth. I always love this passage for Pentecost Sunday from Acts 2. It reminds us that the Spirit comes when the people of God are gathered together. Power comes when the people of God are gathered. Mission happens when the people of God are gathered. We've been talking about prayer this spring, and the key verse for the series comes shortly after Pentecost in Acts 4. This is Acts 4.31. When they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. Come Holy Spirit and enliven those words in our hearts. There are lots of celebrations going on this weekend. Memorial Day, graduations, our Jewish friends are celebrating the Festival of Weeks. The, the word for the festival means 50. The Greek word is Pentecost. And that's the festival that the disciples were celebrating at the beginning of Acts 2 when they were gathered in one place. It's a celebration actually for gathering. It's the beginning of the wheat fe festival, the, the beginning of the wheat harvest. So when I think about celebrations, what's your favorite part of a celebration? Maybe it's the presents or the balloons. Maybe it's the special foods that you eat. We have a favorite family casserole that we make only on special occasions, but we make it for every special occasion possible. My favorite part of celebrations for myself is that people are gathered together and whether it's just our extended family at a smaller gathering or everybody in Wayne County gathered to cheer on our graduates, I love to gather with people. In Acts 2, the disciples were gathered in one place for the celebration of Pentecost. It was out of that gathering that the church was born. In fact, that's what the word church means, the gathering, the called. We think of Pentecost as the birthday of the church when the Holy Spirit was poured out on all the disciples and on the new believers who responded to Peter's preaching that day. The Holy Spirit was the best gift ever. We've been using Acts 4.31 as our theme verse for our prayer series. And what struck me as I was thinking about this sermon for Pentecost is that Pentecost as an outpouring of the Holy Spirit wasn't just a one-time event. It kept happening. The Holy Spirit kept coming. When the church prays, the Holy Spirit keeps filling us and empowering us. We see it through the Old Testament. We see it through Acts. We see it in our own lives. So let's think about the Old Testament. We saw the Holy Spirit at work. The Spirit of God was at work in creation as a wind hovering over the waters 
It's the spirit of God in Exodus that parts the waters of the Red Sea and defeats the army of Pharaoh. We saw the Holy Spirit at work in giving prophetic words to David and Ezekiel and many of the prophets. We hear of the glory of the Lord settling on Mount Sinai. And Exodus 24, 17 says that it's the glory of the Lord that was like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain. In addition to the festival of weeks being the beginning of the wheat harvest, it's also a celebration of this event, the giving of the law, the creating of a community that would follow God in all his ways. And it's that event in Exodus that the disciples had gathered to celebrate. And so now on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came as a wind, as a fire. But this time, the Holy Spirit didn't just rest on a single representative of God, Moses or a prophet. The Holy Spirit came upon all the disciples when they were gathered in one place. We say Pentecost is the birthday of the church because from that moment on, you could count on the Holy Spirit to come when the body of Christ is gathered. You could count on the power of the Holy Spirit to prepare the church for mission. You could count on the Holy Spirit to give us the words to say. The Holy Spirit keeps on coming and moving and working long past the day of Pentecost. I've often heard that the book of Acts should be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit because it's the Holy Spirit who empowers the mission of the apostles. In Acts 3, God had healed a man who couldn't walk. It's always one of my favorite healing stories. He asked Peter and John for money, and Peter turned and looked at him, and he responded. I memorized it in the King James Version. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the man did. He got up and walked. He was jumping and leaping and praising God. Of course, the religious leaders were much annoyed, as Acts 4.2 says. They had Peter and John arrested. And the next day, they came to question him. But Peter spoke with boldness because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. You see? Pentecost is still happening. The Holy Spirit is still indwelling the believers. Why don't we listen to the whole context for our prayer in Acts 4? And so if you want to get out your Bible, this is Acts 4, and we'll begin at verse 23. After they, Peter and John, were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard it, they raised their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth, the sea and everything in them, it is you who said by the Holy Spirit through your ancestor David, your servant, this is Psalm 2, why did the Gentiles rage and the, the peoples imagine vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers have gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. For in this city, in fact, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look at their threats and grant your servants to speak your word with all boldness, while you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus." When they had prayed, 
The place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. Do you hear that? We don't even know which individual prayed this prayer because they prayed with their voices together. And when they prayed, the church, the people of God gathered together are filled with the Holy Spirit and able to speak the word of God with boldness. Peter's been arrested. John's been arrested. But still they're gathered together wanting to go out and speak again the very thing that got them arrested in the first place. This story in Acts 4 isn't the day of Pentecost. It's the next thing that the Holy Spirit is doing. Pentecost is just the beginning of the outpouring. There were signs and wonders. People were healed. Everyone who called on the name of the Lord was saved. It wasn't a one-day event. This is the work of the Holy Spirit in the world. And it goes on. In Acts 8, Peter and John prayed for the Samaritans to receive the Holy Spirit. The Samaritans, y'all, the people who had been the enemies of the Israelites were included among the people of God and received the Holy Spirit. In Acts 13, during prayer and, and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Paul's whole missionary enterprise was launched because God's people prayed. The Holy Spirit brings power and boldness when God's people pray. It is what has always happened when the church gathers to pray. It's Pentecost all over again. In church history, the early monastic movement had people out in the wilderness praying alone. The word monk literally means one. But it wasn't long before all of those lone monks realized that they needed each other and the Holy Spirit began to gather them in prayer and the monastery movement began. Our own John Wesley experienced the work of the Holy Spirit that came from prayer. He had come to the new colony of Georgia as a priest and missionary and he was feeling like a failure. He, he left Georgia and he hadn't accomplished what he had hoped to accomplish. Crossing the sea was treacherous. A storm came up as he headed back to England, and he was afraid. But he met a group of people who prayed and sang in the midst of the storm. Those Moravians were spirit-filled people. It was shortly after that that Wesley had the experience of assurance of his own salvation. He wrote that his heart was strangely warmed. I think it's because he encountered the body of Christ gathered, praying, trusting. It enabled him to hear the message of Pentecost. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. John Wesley experienced the boldness of the Holy Spirit. What became known as the first great awakening in American history in the mid-1700s came about because God's people gathered to pray. Diane Severance writes that before a meeting, the great revival preacher George Whitfield would spend hours and sometimes all night bathing an event in prayers. Fervent church members kept the fires of revival going through their genuine petitions for God's intervention in the lives of their communities. 
there was a great awakening because God's people prayed. And then following the American Revolution, there was a second great awakening because God's people prayed. I think about the history of our own church at Jessup First United Methodist. The story is that a group of men were escaping the rain in a local store and they got down on their knees and prayed, Lord, we need you here. We're still praying that same prayer. And it keeps happening. When God's people pray, it's Pentecost all over again. The Holy Spirit keeps pouring out as God's people pray. And see, the thing about it is, as we pray together more and more as a congregation, God shows up more and more. The Presbyterian pastor and editor of the Missionary Review of the World, A.T. Pearson, once said, there has never been a spiritual awakening in any country or locality that did not begin in united prayer. We pray together. We pray united. The Spirit who has gathered us has gathered us to pray. When I lived in Colquitt, the prayer chain where one person called the next to talk about prayer requests had kind of fallen apart. So we set up a prayer call system. We had a service where I could make a phone call and a recording went out to the whole church. And I remember one woman in the church had a heart attack and she told her sister before she got in the ambulance, you call Rebecca and tell her to put me on the one call. I want my people praying. I want my people praying too. We pray for each other. We bear one another's burdens. We also pray for the church. We pray for us to grow more and more like Jesus. We pray for the church in times of persecution. We pray for the church to have a fresh outpouring of the Spirit. We see it on Pentecost. The gathering is for every nation, people, and language. Sometimes we spend so much time pointing out how we're different, but the Holy Spirit brings people together. We talk often about praying alone, but it's important that we pray together too. There's a time for your prayer closet. There's also a time for praying when we're gathered, when we're called together by the Holy Spirit to pray. You notice when his disciples came to ask Jesus about prayer, he gave them the example prayer that begins, Our Father, Our Father. And the prayer continues, Give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our trespasses. The Lord's Prayer assumes the gathering, the church, the body of Christ. Most weeks at our church, we read a psalm together. Those voices raised together in prayer matter. Powerful things happen when God's people gather to pray. So I want to ask you, would you commit to praying for the church? Pray for Jessup First United Methodist Church. Pray for churches that you've loved and been a part of. Pray for the United Methodist Church. Pray for Christ's Holy Universal Church. On this Pentecost Sunday, we raise a special prayer that the Holy Spirit will be upon the church, our church here and the church all around the world. We pray for the Holy Spirit to help us become more and more a devoted church, committed to Jesus Christ and a wash in His grace.
We pray for the Holy Spirit to help us love our neighbors, to be committed to others in this world that God so loves. We pray for the Holy Spirit to gather more people from every nation under the sun that they may hear the gospel in their own language. We pray for the Holy Spirit to help us become more and more a growing church, a church that gives visible evidence of the Spirit's transforming power. We pray that we will be a church that speaks the word of God with boldness. We pray for revival and a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. When the church prays, the Holy Spirit keeps filling us and empowering us, and it's Pentecost again. As we close, I want to pray the prayer that the disciples prayed in Acts 4. Will you pray with me? O Lord, look to their hearts, protect your church from persecution, and grant to your servants to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And beloveds, when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. Come Holy Spirit. Amen.